Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Electric Leftovers. My name is Jason. This is episode 177. And uh, the reason I don't tell you the title is because I don't usually know what to call it until it's done. You know, I'm not one of those starts with a title and then goes. I go and then generally pull the title from within somewhere. How are you doing? All of my uh, fellow American compatriots, hope everybody had a good 4th of July and was safe and no one died in a fire. Uh, if you did, that's a bummer. Really? Sorry. But since then, um, either way, we've got some new Panoply of Kalatea on the website from Coolio, Wrath of the Black Manta from me. Oh boy, Pokemon Yellow, Wild Arms, 2nd Ignition, Dynasty Warriors 8, Duke Nukem 3D, and Onamusha from Scarlet. We also have a monthly, and the monthly is going back and finishing another game that we haven't finished yet. Pardon me. I just got home from work, and it is uh, beer 30, according to my clock. Honey rye. Anyway, uh, new monthly. Um, I couldn't decide. The only one I could think of was House MD, and I don't think anybody wanted to see that. So, uh, as the guys, Scarlet jumped in first and suggested FTL. So, I'm going to be doing some more FTL this month. So I don't know when. Uh, sometime. It's a very busy week for for your old pal Jason. Um, Either way, though, uh, over at the website also, we've got some Manos, the Hands of Fate, and Warrior of the Lost World in uh, the forums for Mystery Science Theater. We have a new poll from Scarlet, and soundtracks for Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy VIII. So, I know you kids like your Final Fantasy musics. So there's some Final Fantasy musics. Uh, speaking of Final Fantasy, then we'll move on. Um... I am basically done. The only thing left I really have to do in Final Fantasy VII, uh, the recording anyway, is finish the game. Uh, I've got got to fight the weapons and get some other stuff done. But I mean, story-wise, this is it. I'm like eighty something hours in, just because I've been trying to do everything, and some stuff takes a long time. Anyway. Enough beer. Now time for more show.
This latest Mega Man title brings the series back to its old school roots with the retro action platforming gameplay and classic 8-bit NES style graphics and sound. Relive the Mega Man experience with classically inspired bosses, each with their own unique weapons and weaknesses. The story of Mega Man begins in the year 2000X, as the advanced science of the era has created industrial robots that coexist with humans. However, an evil genius, Dr. Wily, plots for world domination and creates his own robot army to take over mankind. Luckily for humanity, Dr. Light outfits one of his domestic robots, Rock, to fight Dr. Wily's creations. Mega Man is born. Set after the events of Mega Man 8, multiple riots have sprung up all over the world. Whilst many people suspect that this is another plot from Dr. Wily, Dr. Light is stunned to recognize that some of the robots riding on the TV screen are his own creations. Even more stunning, Dr. Wily appears on television to proclaim that Dr. Light is the evil mastermind behind these latest catastrophic incidents, and it's up to Mega Man to clear his creator's name. That is a very long back of a very non-existent physical box. Mega Man 9 for all them virtual console kind of things. Capcom 2008, developed by Inti. Inti Creations, something like that. Uh, does the job, but you know what? It's not my favorite. It really feels kind of like someone, someone maybe played a Mega Man game once. Because it doesn't, it feels good, it looks good, it sounds good, right? But... I don't know, just something about it feels like it was made to pander a little bit and made to pander by people who don't know. Anyway, uh, there it is. There you go. Mega Man 9, a short nine episode play. Uh, let's play this time. Give it a shot.
Let's go and find us one of them their reviews, huh? Mega Man 8. <laughs> you know, I wonder if the Saturn version is any better. Who knows? Oh, well, that one. It's a detailed, but that's okay. <clears throat> well, I'm seeing a couple names. We're gonna do that one for sure. Man, people are really all over the place on this game. We have a, a one, a very rare one, a couple of fours, one five. We'll do that one. <laughs> eight, and still going strong. A Mega Man 8 review by Chaos Kaijin. If you're an older gamer or just someone who likes older game series, you have probably played Mega Man, the original series, not X, Legends, Zero, or Battle Network. I remember when I first got my NES when I was five in Mega Man 2. I loved that game and still do. I saw Mega Man 8 for the PlayStation, decided I should check up on the series. I'm more of a Mega Man X fan from the opening movie, which is shown in stunning animated end credits. This game is flawless. The story begins with two strange robots fighting in game space. Oh, I couldn't do it. Wait, there's no punctuation. There's parentheses abound. There's no punctuation. Okay. Um, two strange robots fighting in the deep reaches of space when they injure each other so bad that they crash land into Earth and Mega Man heads to investigate. When he gets there, Dr. Wily, for you noobs, Mega Man's main enemy, is carrying off one of the robots, which has very evil, powerful energy Wily is harnessing. So Mega Man helps uh, the second robot and heads after Wily, so the battle begins with your standard four bosses, because that's standard, Clown Man, Grenade Man, Frost Man, and Tangu Man. My personal favorite. And after they're all done, your next four appear, Sword Man, Astro Man, Search Man, and Aquaman. Not to be confused with the DC Comics hero. You Mega Man veterans already know where this is going, even though the game is standard Mega Man format, that same format is perfect, and if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Sir, you have no periods in that, but you have some single-spaced commas occasionally? No spaced commas? So don't tell me about it ain't broke. Graphics-wise, this game rules. It's... Sorry, I'm going to have to insert punctuation just where I think it needs to be, so bear with me. Graphics-wise, this game rules. It's 2D, but very good-looking 2D. The enemies and backgrounds are very detailed. I could just stare at them all day, but I won't. But anyway, you older gamers will admit that this is a huge step up from NES and SNES. Remember the old square shots that would pass off as bullets in the old game? No, because they weren't. Mega Man's graphics, Mega's little pellet shots even look good. His charge-up shots have detail, and just the basic movements of running, jumping, and sliding look pretty good. Sound, how's the sound, you ask? Actual question mark? Great, the music for each stage is good, and even the voice acting in the cutscenes is nicely matched. What are you talking about? You think the voice acting in this game is good? Oh, son, having the cutscenes in anime was a great idea. Seeing Base and Mega Man duel it out in anime is really great to see. It really makes the carnival level more fun. When you have carnival music as your background, all also when you're going through a labyrinth and ask romance stage, the music really sets the mood for how strange the level is. These are just some examples, as all the music really does a good job of setting the mood for fun. 
Oh my god. Fun factor is what makes the game so great is that there are so many diverse challenges and levels and ways of getting around such as snowboarding, flying via the rush jet, and even swinging on vines in a jungle. So many robots to destroy, so little time. Also, there are added challenges like finding the 40 bolts that roll. Once again, for your noobs, Mega Man's sister will make upgrades for Mega Man with, and it's not as hard as some other Mega Man installments. So, if you're rusty on the series or new to it, this would be a good place to start. Basic Mega Man Fragment still is around. If you beat a boss, you obtain his power. Example colon. How do you not. Does your period button not work? If you beat Clown Man, you get his power, the Thunderclaw. Even though I have beaten the game several times, I still find myself playing it. The bottom line here is that Mega Man 8 is another perfect Mega Man game that seems to just get better with every installment that needs to be in everyone's PlayStation Collection 10 out of 10. By the way, for those of you who agree with my review, let's hope for Mega Man 9 soon. Rating. Flawless. Uh, dated March 19th, 2004. My god. I thought Xylo was hard to follow. Xylo at least has punctuation. He's got parentheses all over the place. Uh, X, comma, Legends, comma, Zero, comma, or Battle Network. No spaces. Everything's capitalized correctly. He, he goes with the uh, Jade version of Mega Man being one word instead of Mega Spaceman being two words, as it is on all the titles. Well, most all the titles. It goes back and forth. Anyway, that chaos. Yeah, chaos is right. Going away. Our next review. Sure, it's still Mega Man, but let's compare this game real quick with any of the Mega Man X games. Dot, dot, dot. A very longly titled Mega Man 8 review by Xylo the Wolf. He's back! Hooray! Mega Man was without a doubt the greatest hero on the Nintendo Entertainment System with six good games. During the 16-bit era, Capcom created a new hero named Mega Man X, who got his own series, but the original Blue Bomber still got one more game on the SNES. While Mega Man 7 was good, the new X series took the games to the next level, but Capcom, being Capcom, still felt that the fans of the original deserved one more game. And what could be better than to release it just when the series had been going on for 10 whole years? Since this game was made for a 32-bit system, Capcom felt that they had to try to include a storyline and a couple of animated cutscenes. The opening is actually really awesome since it shows scenes from the previous Mega Man games, but it's a shame that the English version doesn't have the Japanese opening song, Electric Communication. Hey, that's almost the name of this show. Then you get to see a scene where two alien forces fight in outer space and one of them tries to escape to Earth while the other follows it. After that, you see Base trying to win over Mega Man in a fight while Mega Man tries to convince Base that they are not enemies and they don't have to fight. Of course, Base won't listen to Mega Man and attacks him, but as you might expect, the fight ends with that Mega Man manages to win without doing any real harm to Base. He then gets a message from Dr. Light that there's a strange kind of energy, a world out of your way, Mega Man, on one of the nearby islands, and that he wants Mega Man to investigate this. What does anything ever fall in the ocean in these games? It's very likely that you won't care about this plot, uh, because one, it's a Mega Man game, so who cares about the plot? And two, the voice acting in this game is horrible. Thank you, Xylo. 
Yes, I normally don't bother to complain about the voice actors in games, but this is really, really horrible. He's correct. It's a girl who does Mega Man voice, but I'm sure it's a boy who does Roll's voice. I believe if you look at my Let's Play of Mega Man 8, you will see the first episode is entitled Mega Not Man. Anyway, the game has the same type of gameplay as the previous games in the series. Just like in Mega Man 7, there's one stage that where the game begins, which you have to clear before you can select another stage. And just like in Mega Man 7, there are only four robot masters to choose from at the beginning of the game. These four are Grenade Man, Clown Man, Tangu Man, and Frost Man. As you might expect, you get a new weapon from each of them, and each of them are weak to one of the other robot masters' power. Four other robot masters will appear after you have killed these four. Now it's time for Search Man, Astro Man, Sword Man, and Aquaman to give you some trouble. One new weapon that you get early in the game which will be very useful during the whole game is the Mega Ball. At first, it seems just like a soccer ball that Mega Man can either kick away and hope that it will hit an enemy or dribble it to give it a better play, but it has one more important use. Rush doesn't got the same abilities in this game which he usually has, so there's no rush coil in this game. Instead, you have to jump on this Mega Ball and the Blue Bomber will bounce up high in the air, because that's what everybody was clamoring for after Mega Man 7. Our loyal robot dog Rush doesn't come with any abilities at all in this game. Instead, Mega Man needs to find adaptions uh, to him. Once you get, uh, you get one when you defeat one of the four mini-bosses in the game. The Rush Bike is actually pretty useless since all it does is allow you to go faster through a stage. I don't remember that at all. The Rush item is allows him to do the same thing as Eddie, which is to give Mega Man a random item. I do remember that one. There are two other much more useful since the Rush Bomb can cause a lot of damage on some bossage, and the last one, uh, Rush Charge, is a recovery item. I think I remember that one. When you use this, Rush will fly all of the screen and drop many different health and ammo power-ups. Oh, yep, I do. Since there are no E-Tanks in this game, this will be the reason why you will love Rush in this game. In pretty much every Mega Man game after 3, there's always been a twist to make the next Mega Man game somewhat unique compared to the previous titles. And of course, there's a couple of twists in this game as well. For example, Mega Man has to use Rush Jet in order to reach Tengu Man, and then the game quickly turns into an old school space shooter. You can even get four different power-ups in this stage, which one of Mega Man's four pals beat Otto, Eddie, and Rush. Another twist is the snow stages where Mega Man has to ride a turbo snowboard, whatever you want to call it, where he either has to make big jumps over the platforms or slide through small passages. I'm sure this is one of the reasons why this game gets almost no love, because these gimmicks just feels like they're there just to be there. I agree. Otto's shop from Mega Man 7 is once again back, but this time you don't get bolts that you can use as money by defeating enemies. Instead, they are hidden in tough places to reach a neat stage. Since you get the rush upgrades for free, I really don't see any reason to buy any of these. As I said before, there are no E-Tanks, and do you really want to pay just so Mega Man will charge the Mega Buster even if you don't hold down the fire button? Most of these upgrades are just silly, and I'm not sure if any of them will actually make the game easier. I seem to recall there being like a laser? Like a piercing shot? I don't know. Even if the original gameplay is still there, it really shows that Mega Man had aged when this game was released. Let's compare it to one of the Mega Man X games on the same system and you will notice a big difference. Every one of those games offers two different characters to play as. It's possible to find a new armor from Mega Man X in those games which actually makes him seem like a stronger robot. While 
Uh, the power-ups that you have to buy here and not search for like in the X-Series are pretty useless. Heck, even the plot of the X-Series is actually a little interesting, but this game has one of the most forgettable plots. If you don't believe me, then think about what purpose Duo had in this game. Since we got base in the previous game, I don't really understand why Capcom introduced us to yet another character. If you look at Mega Man 8 as one of the games in the Mega Man series, it really got nothing special that makes it stand out. Just look at the robot masters here like Search Man or Clown Man, and then compare them to previous bosses like Quick Man, Wood Man, Crash Man, or Metal Man. This game isn't bad or anything, it's just so forgettable compared to the other games in the series. Reviewers rating 3, fair. Uh, March 7th, 2011. Oh, and a thing, would you recommend this review? Yes, I would. What did you like about this review? Xylo did it. Reviewer extraordinary. <laughs> Message sent. All right. Good job, Xylo. I see that uh, everybody's getting on the weird news bandwagon. Huffington Post has one now, so that's great. We'll see how that goes. Our lead story today, in regular news of the weird, two absent friends. During the 2014 World Cup, five friends in Durango, Mexico, made a pact to travel to the 2018 tournament in Russia. They saved their money, bought a bus, painted it in Mexico's colors, and booked passage for themselves and the bus on a ship going to Spain, where, the Daily Mail reported, the friends planned to drive the bus to Russia. But just before they boarded the ship in April, one of the five, Javier, told his friends his wife had put the kibosh on his trip. 
So the remaining four did the next best thing. They made a cardboard, life-size cutout of Javier looking grumpy and wearing a shirt that says, My wife didn't let me go and set off for Russia. The cardboard, Javier, has been very popular at the soccer venues, attracting female admirers, appearing on the big screen, crowd surfing, and being photographed with fellow football fans from all over the world. Arguably, probably having a better time than Javier would have. Anger management is our next story in Northport, guess where, Florida. A witness watched on June 17th as 75-year-old Helena Molnar beat an unnamed man with a water jug after he watered her plants. When he emptied the rest of the water in the jug on her plants, she went inside her house and returned with a different weapon, which the witnesses didn't see but said, quote, made a different sound than the water jug. According to WWSB-TV, Northport police arrived to find the victim soaking wet with blood drops on his shirt. Molnar was charged with battery. I'd like to know the uh, the cause for the assault. An undignified death this week, Salmon Kondurura was joined by dozens of male relatives mourning his mother's death in North Toraja, South Sulawesi, Indonesia. I'm, that's what we're going with. Uh, on June 15th, as they carried her coffin to a Lycaean, a wooden stilt structure where dead bodies are stored during traditional funeral ceremonies. But as they hoisted the coffin up a bamboo ladder, the Jakarta Post reported the ladder broke and the coffin fell, striking people in the crowd, including Kondurura himself, who suffered a severe head injury and died on the way to the hospital. It's not exactly an undignified death, I don't think. Art Making Statements At the Royal College of Art's annual London Fashion Show in June, one graduate unveiled a unique approach to accessorizing garments. <gasps> Crystallized body fluids. Mm, you knew it was coming. Alice Potts displayed a pair of ballet shoes decorated with crystals formed from sweat, along with a fake fur adorned with urine crystals. Potts told Reuters the, quote, more natural materials could offer environmental benefits not possible with traditional plastics. I think you're going to have a hard time selling crystallized urine instead of, like, bedazzled stuff. To kick off an exhibition focused on the op opioid crisis excuse me, at his Stamford, Connecticut art gallery on June 22nd, gallery owner Fernando Alvarez and artist Dominique Esposito placed an 800-pound, 11-foot-long steel sculpture of a bent and burned spoon in front of the headquarters of Purdue Pharma, makers of Oxycontin. Purdue has been the subject of lawsuits alleging deceptive marketing and therefore responsibility for opioid addiction and overdose issues. Uh, full disclosure, I agree. The spoon has always been an albatross for my family, said Esposito, whose brother has struggled with drug addiction for 14 years. The Associated Press reported police arrested Alvarez for obstructing free package uh, passage excuse me, and confiscated the spoon as evidence. Did you have to confiscate it? Couldn't you just take their word for it? It's 800 pounds. Awesome. On June 23rd, firefighters of Engine 642 of the Henrietta, New York Fire District went the extra mile after responding to an accident in which the injured driver was a pizza delivery man, according to Fox News. Once the patient was cared for and loaded into his ambulance, the crew decided to finish the delivery so the pizza wouldn't go to waste. The fire department posted on its Facebook page, quote, If it's not delivery, it's the fire department. Next story. Oops. 
James J. Reinerson, 38, was being held in the Mesa County, Colorado jail in May after being charged with menacing disorderly conduct and trespass. I have been accused of menacing several times. That's just because I'm very large and quiet. But on May 21st, the Grand Junction Daily Sentinel reported sheriff's deputies at the jail released him, having mistaken him for Marvin March, 35, a different inmate. Jail staff gave Reinerson March's belongings, and he wore March's leather jacket as he signed March's name to the lease papers and left the facility. Reinerson's wife was startled to see her husband in the garage at their home. After he explained what happened, she convinced him to go back. She, quote, personally drove him back to the Mesa County Detention Facility. The report noted, and he was back in custody by 11 p.m. with new charges, including escape and forgery, added to his list. He didn't escape. You let him go. That is your fault, uh, Grand Junction. Uh, Mesa. Mesa County. Sorry. Meanwhile, a woman in Wenling, China, was so thrilled to be driving the Ferrari 4858 she rented on June 21st that she recorded herself while waiting at a stoplight. Quote, first time driving a Ferrari. This truly is the most amazing feeling. But within minutes, reported the Daily Mail, she swerved out of control, striking a metal traffic barrier and a BMW X3, destroying the front end of the $660,000 Ferrari and deploying its airbags. I would certainly hope so. Neither the driver nor her passenger was injured in the accident. Recurring themes for the week in this week's installment of Foreign Objects Stuck in Body Cavities... That's a great way to start, isn't it? Don't you... I mean, just... I could tell you, like, set up and scooted forward a little bit. I won't... I won't make you wait. Mr. Li of China's Guangdong province went to the doctor on June 15th at Pingshan Hospital in Sheshan after feeling discomfort and pain in his ear. Using an otoscope scan, the doctor discovered a live cockroach burrowing into the 52-year-old man's ear canal. It's still alive still moving the doctor can be heard on the video saying according to the daily mail she cut the roach into pieces and removed it and disinfected lies ear with alcohol encased it had laid eggs and everybody knows if you get cockroach eggs drunk they become very listless and eventually waste away news that sounds like a movie Oddly enough, not that last story. When Juan Ramon Alfonso Peñayo, 20, of Santa Teresa, Paraguay, failed to return after leaving his home June 14th, his family assumed the worst. The town lies on the border with Brazil, reported the BBC, and is a hotbed of illegal drug activity. Police found a charred body three days later and called Peñayo's family, who, despite being unable to identify the remains, accepted that it must be him and proceeded with funeral arrangements. As they mourned over his casket during the wake, Pineo walked nonchalantly into the room. The body in the casket was returned to the morgue, and Pineo's family celebrated his return. And finally this week, suspicions confirmed visitors crowding into a Vancouver, Canada street festival on June 17th were invited at $38 a pop to try a new health craze. Hot dog water. The drink is marketed as a gluten-free, keto-diet-compatible post-workout source of sodium and electrolytes, and every sleek bottle, which promises to help with weight loss, also contains a hot dog. It's also a prank. Hot Dog Water CEO Douglas Bevins told Global News the product was dreamed up as a response to the snake oil salesman of health marketing. In small print at the bottom of the sales sheet in this disclaimer, hot dog, quote, Hot Dog Water, in its absurdity, hopes to encourage critical thinking related to product marketing and the significant role it can play in our purchasing choices. Touché, Hot Dog Water. Touché.
Note them. Well, everybody, that is the end of the show for the week. I hope you enjoyed it. We're going to call episode 177 Hot Dog Water because it's only right. Right. Again, thanks for listening so much. I hope you liked it. As per the usual, you can find all the goodies about this show over at uh, lowbiasgaming.net. You can find episodes on YouTube. You can find information about the show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all those places. And if you like the show well enough that you think you'd like to, uh, you know, maybe throw a tip in the tip jar, we have got a Patreon set up. It's patreon.com slash Jason's Groove Machine. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. And the bums and the nuns and the guns and the bombs on the trains. Thanks for all the eyes. And the lies and the wives and the guys who've been dying in spites. Thanks for all the eyes. And the crap TV. And for me and for bringing on the plague. Thanks for all the eyes. Now what you do is you get some shy white rock bands with trite white wristbands and sight of Mormons and fright of Christians. The drool in the corner of their mouths is glistening. You can't hear shit for the whistling above all the people. Uh, an undead beetle, a hair transplant and a junkie. What? Come friendly bums and rhino keen and anyone that's ever been like featured in the anime and that includes me. See the World Bank don't do shit for free. So read that job tree, they see thee and the all they and they own thee. So they got all your water, mate. Yeah, they decide you don't expect. You can't send piss into wine. You can't rub pennies in a wound and expect it to be fine. There are no diamonds in the mines. Cause we teethed a lot. So I'm on the top of the pot singing. Thanks for all the eyes. And the bums and the nuns and the guns and the bombs on the trains. Thanks for all the eyes. And the floods and the bloods and the drugs and the banning all the rights. Thanks for all the eyes. And the Asian flu. And for you, and for making us slaves. Thanks for all the Pray for me, Methodist, cause I fear the rapture Coming at ya, like Cleopatra Oh, you can never capture the Donovan stature I'm evil on the mic like Margaret Thatcher <laughs> Made you look bombs like a new come truer than the gospel According to my mate Luke It's Isaiah That this guy God wants to kill you if you're queer Or if you're a Jew or you're an Arab A minor in a hole Or if you are a dog because you haven't got a soul Or if you are a dead baby you should count your stones and see how lucky you are So if your kids are on better than you are Twelve times worse than the worst crack hurt I can say this cause I'm sure You ain't shit, we've been advised to quit But we ain't taking the piss when we say Thanks for all the A's And the bombs and the guns and the nuns and the bombs on the trains Thanks for all the A's And the lies and the wives of the guys who be dying in spades Thanks for all the A's And the crap TV and for me and for bringing on the plague Thanks for all the A's Brought to you by...